Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Peace, everyone. Good evening. Uh, this is Temple of Jehudi's Temple of Healing. Forgive me for the hour delay. I had a few technical difficulties, which forced me to prolong the wait, you know. But uh, anyway, today, uh, one more again. We're going to go into a little bit of law um, because it's the most obvious it may not be very important, but it's the most obvious um, uh, element and component to our consciousness experience. So uh, give me one second. I'm about to pull everything up here. But we're going to go into uh, Executive Order 6102. I mean, wait, 6102, yeah. Uh, which is actually, hold on. Make sure I got everything right here. So again, we're going to go into Executive Order 6102. Uh, by the way, I go by the appellation of Raaki, Jalaki, Amin, Rael, Jehudi Bay. And again, this is Temple of Jehudi's Temple of Healing. Um, where we use, where I usually like to go into things on the spiritual elements, uh, such as, you know, metaphysics and, you know, the spiritual sciences, I like to call it. But um, I guess uh, since uh, during the establishment of this show and of this class, I have, I was, I was uh, studying in law at the time, in commerce, trying to figure out what the straw man is or what this thing that they call the straw man, uh, this artificial this artificial entity, Inslegis, Persona Ficta. And again, those are Latin terminologies and stuff like that. Uh, um, stuff like that that that's called, that is, you, you really call it your social but your social security, but it's not really just your social, it's your birth certificate as well. So your birth certificate aligned with, your birth certificate and your social coincide. And since the majority of the people that may be listening in on this particular subject have social security numbers, so I believe that this may apply to you. Or, uh, you know, maybe not directly, but indirectly, which it actually is indirect because it's dealing with your fiction and not really you, but you're in control of it. At least you're supposed to be. Um, so uh, to, to, to start things off, I do not give legal advice. If you seek legal advice, I advise you to seek a competent attorney or legal counsel of competent jurisdiction. 
provided that there is such. So anything that you do with this information is on your your hands and yours only because no one can force you to do anything. Everything is by choice of the individual that it affected directly or, uh, you know, inwardly, I should say. Uh, But with that being said, let's just get right into it. Now, let me explain Executive Executive Order 6102 a little bit before we actually really get into the meat of it. Now, Executive Order 6102 is an executive order, which is a a statute almost or a law that is passed by the president in the time of emergency. So, Executive Order 6102, and here's the thing. Now, check it out. Now, this is not the only executive order. There are plenty of executive orders. Barack Obama probably signed more executive orders than any other president in history, as far as I'm concerned. But I could be wrong because I didn't really check the statistics. But I advise you to do so. So, an executive order... (laughs) Excuse me. An executive order is not a rare thing. You see, so... um, or things of that nature. Uh, So Executive Order 6102 removed the gold standard or abrogated the gold standard. Now, what is the gold standard? The gold standard is... um, I should have got that. Uh, I didn't really realize I was going to go this deep into it, but... Pretty much what a gold standard is, and essentially, it essentially is um, the money system or the economic backing, the economic power. Uh, So, for instance, the gold standard, uh, yeah, do your research on that. It's real simple. Just do a Google search on it or something. Uh, I don't want to give you any misleading information. Uh, we'll go deeper into that. But anyway, to put it very simply, according to the United States Constitution, now the United States Constitution is the uh, the law, the the instruction manual or rule book. There you go, of the United States. Now check it out. There has been two revisions of this. Constitution. Um, And the Constitution was revived in 1871 that created the corporate United States. And when the corporate United States, now the corporate United States that people talk so much about or reference to so much, was, has its authority to be established from the original Constitution or the organic Constitution, the supreme law of the land the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. So the original Constitution, which was written in, what, like 1778 or something like that, uh, between 1776 and 1770, I don't know. But um, the original Constitution formed the United States of America. And before that, the Declaration of Independence really made the move forward towards 
uh, the con- towards the Constitution, the establishment of the Constitution. In other words, the Constitution is essentially, it's essentially the indenture for the United States, which is a trust. Um, but anyway, within that Constitution was a particular, uh, you know, uh, instruction, not instructions, but, you know, regulation of such, you know, trust or such entity, such legal fiction. See, the original, uh, the original United States itself, the republic now, now the republic, that's what the original uh, constitution represents and shows evidence thereof. But the, the uh, I, forgot, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, to kind of move things along, the Constitution created by the Republic created the corporate cons- the corporate Constitution or created the corporate United States, which operates under the fiat currency known as the Federal Reserve System that is used to support the financial needs and economic commercial activity of the United States. The Federal Reserve is the supporting of that. But don't get me wrong. The the Federal Reserve was created in 1913, but uh, the gold standard lasted until 1933. So uh, 1913 was the kind of like the benchmark, uh, or it, it was the milestone, I should say, by the United States, because they have been working on such, you know, means for a long time, such executive power. You see what I'm saying? So, um, hold on. Okay. So, anyway. So, anyway, the Constitution, what I was getting to, because in the Supremacy Clause or the, uh, is it the Supremacy Clause? Um, yeah, I think it's the Supremacy Clause that says, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. In the Supremacy Clause in the United States, I forget what section that is in. It's like an Article 1 or something like that. I don't know. <coughs> but the Supremacy Clause says that the Constitution shall be the supreme law of the land. So when I said that the Constitution... When I said earlier that the Constitution is the supreme law of plan, that wasn't me saying that. And in fact, that's why I'm not giving legal advice. I'm just giving a uh, legal resource so that you can go search the material from within and, uh, you know, put your own conclusion together unless I'm asked otherwise. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, um, the Constitution uh, that was... Uh, so pretty much there's two United States going on at the present time. But it's kind of like whichever one you choose to. So you have the corporate one, and then you have the non-corporate one or the organic one. So there's two United States. One, one is spelled in all capital letters, and one is not. So the all capital letters represent the corporation. 
because in proper English, the United States in all capital letters doesn't designate anything. It actually, you know, what does it really designate because of the meaning of whether, you know, whether uh, based on the meaning of whether what it means to be in all capital letters or all lowercase letters. But here's the thing. It's not just all lowercase letters. The first letter is um, capitalized, which which signifies signifies a noun. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? So, um, but anyway, I mean, it's there's so much to say about that. So keep in mind. But anyway, um, in the Constitution, in the organic Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. And out of that came the second constitution, which what all the amendments and stuff like that, but like the Fourteenth Amendment especially. But that that constitution or that constitution creates the corporate United States because it's just indenture for that United States. So eight United States is created out of the supreme law of the land, plans constitution for the Republican. The uh, Constitution created in the the second constitution is the democratic. That's, that's the democratic, um, which is the matriarchy of monarchy. And the, the republic is the wait, or is the the public is the one where the people control. I mean, the republican is the one where the people control. When as as uh, when the corporate one which is the democracy, is the one that the king, whoever the king is at that time or the president, they rule. But here's the thing. The Democratic presidents or whatever it is, uh, uh, I'm not talking about the Republican Party and the Democratic Party that you hear on the news. I'm talking about a whole totally different level of this stuff. So it's private. But what it means to be private, it doesn't mean that it's like a secretive type of thing. It doesn't mean that. It just means that it's not spoken in the public venue. But in order to really comprehend that, you have to understand what a uh, uh, what the public and the private is. You see what I'm saying? This stuff that we see on TV, that's part of the corporate, but at the same time, it's kind of like uh, it's, 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 or it's public. I mean, it is public. And you have the uh, Republican side, the true Republican, that runs the private side because the private people created the public venue because this thing that you call the United States is created by people, not by some fiction. The fiction is the thing that the person created, the republic created, which is the, the democracy. <laughs> but the people have the right to remove that at any time for any cause that cause uh, for any cause that's detrimental to such nation, and it says that in the Constitution. So, like I said, I'm not saying anything that I decided to make up. This sounds there. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's go a little bit further now. Uh, executive. Uh, oh, here's the thing. You gotta you gotta catch this. The, in the Constitution, the reason why I said all of this I have been saying so far is to get you to understand how supreme that the Constitution is. It is the supreme law of the land. So if anything that's going on in this country, it has to align with the uh, with the with the uh, constitution. The constitution rules, but it doesn't rule the people. 
It's the way that the people ruled the presidents and stuff like that. Because the people created the Constitution that, and, and these presidents, their Congress, their attorney generals, the treasuries, these people, they're just, they're just employees of the thing that the republic created. But they're trustees. So they administer their duties. That's why they discharge their duties and stuff like that. They take an oath to uphold their duties because they play a certain part. And if they hadn't do if they didn't do their, their duty, then the system or you know begin to erode. But they don't have any power over you. You have power over them. But it's when you get belligerent that you give them right to do what they do to you. But if you're not belligerent and you're competent and you can handle your own affairs, then that's when you become sovereign. But you know, the thing about this whole Republican thing is uh, that's a little, a little deeper to go into. It's, it's not necessarily that simple, but it really is. It's just a few things, but you want to be able to understand those few things in detail, which require more wording, you see. So it takes it's lengthy. Anyway, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. So like I said before, anything that you want to know that's going on with your country, it has to align with the Constitution. And there's penalties outlined in the Constitution that says to that effect. And it says, and people who become the attorney generals, if you're a cop, I don't care what you are, if you are under oath, you took an oath to uphold the Constitution because it employed you. And if you don't do what it says, and just it's just like going to work at Target or something like that. You're the employee that goes to apply for a position. They give you the position to do to exercise specific duties. And if you do anything other than that duty that you applied for, you get what terminated. But in this case, uh, with the presidents and stuff, they get discharged because they're holding office. Do you, if someone goes in there as an employee, like someone that works at the service desk, customer service, or something like that, or the clerk or the court, all they're they're not they don't have any oath, although they do have oath, but it's but the the actual officers, whoa, wee, they got they got the biggest oath, they got a, they got a bigger duty. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, um. In the Constitution, it says that only gold and silver is to be used as payment of debt. So anything other than gold and silver does not pay the debt. That doesn't mean that it's illegal to use the other thing. It just means that whatever you use doesn't really pay the debt in the United States. Now, if you're private, like you say, for instance, I see you walking down the street and you got a, you got a, you got a, uh, a bottle of water in your hand. It's hot outside. I'm sweating. I need I need some water, and you have one, and you decide to give it to me, but you ask for something in return, and if I have it and I agree to give it to you, then I give it to you. You see what I'm saying? But under the but that's just a private thing. Under the United States, you're dealing in a specific medium of exchange, which is called money. Medium of exchange medium of exchange is the definition of money. You understand? So. Whenever, so instead of just privately, and that's only applied to these corporations and these businesses that uh, choose to do business under the United States. 
including your Social Security, because it is a person, and according and under definition of person within all these jurisdictions, can be a trust, it can be a corporation, it can be an artificial person, it can be an individual. So they categorize you as some type of legal entity, but it's not you because you're not a legal entity. Although their definition of person doesn't apply to you, but if you want to do business in their system, then <laughs> the definition of person applies to something that is at least attached to you and that you control and that you administer. In other words, your social security card is like the little like the little card that you put in the door and without that little card you can't get through. All the business that you want to transact is on the other side of the door. But you have to show that card, which is identification. But what we're going to go into today will explain to you what's so important about that identification and why you have it. At least we're going to get into a, a brief introduction to it. You see what I'm saying? But I guarantee that it will be chopped with information. So continuing on, the, in the Constitution, it says that only gold and silver is to be used to pay debts in the United States if you're doing business under the United States. So therefore, anything else other than gold and silver does not pay the debt. You see, so... Um, hold on one second. So this does not pay the, de- uh, the, the debt. All right. So since this does not pay the debt, that means that you can't pay debt if you're using something other than gold and silver. You see what I'm saying? So you become a debtor. You know. However, so Executive Order 6102 removed the gold standard, which is basically saying that you can't no longer use gold. And um, so let's, let's get into it. So Postmaster, and this is the actual executive order that we're going through, that we're reading. So Postmaster, please post in a conspicuous place. James A. Farley, Postmaster General at that time. This is in 1933, by the way. This is an executive order, uh, executive order given out or issued by the President of the United States at that time, at that time, which is Franklin Delano Roosevelt. So the Postmaster General, now once this executive order was passed, the postmaster general, that's the postmaster general, so that's the officer that's in control, that's in control of all the postmasters of each post office. If you go to your local post office, somewhere around there, it's just like where I'm located, when I go to the post office, there's an office that says postmaster general or postmaster, it doesn't say general but it says postmaster because they're the ones that's uh, uh, administering, if you will, the mailing. They're the overseer. And then they report back to the postmaster general, which then conducts further business. The postmaster general is a government official, by the way. The postmaster is just the official of uh, a local post office. 
You, you see what I'm saying? So postmaster, please post in a conspicuous place. James A. Farley, which was the postmaster general at that time. Executive Order 6102 was was uh, was forced to be um, put up uh, in every post office to let everyone who knows that they have to turn their code in. But check this out. So under executive order of the president, issued April 5th, 1933, all persons, all persons, all persons are required to deliver on or before May 1st, 1933. So check this out. This is the most important part. This is the most uh, unambiguous part and the conspicuous part of this whole thing. This is the meat of it right here. All persons, it didn't say specific persons, it says all persons. All persons are required to deliver on or before May 1st, 1933. All gold coin, gold bullion, which are like the bars, and gold certificates now owned by them to a Federal Reserve Bank branch or agency. Hold on one second, Tom. So, okay. Um... <clears throat> Okay, I hope everyone's hearing me. So, so all persons are required to deliver on or before May 1st, 1933, all gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificates now owned by them to a Federal Reserve Bank branch or agency or to any member bank of the Federal Reserve System. What was just said is that everybody, everyone, was ordered to deliver all gold, all gold, all gold that they owned, that they used for, as money, to all, all uh, to a Federal Reserve Bank or to any member bank, which is like you know, like your local bank. So, um, so, and it's, so, uh, he was basically turning all your gold, all your gold over to the Federal Reserve System. So, forbidding, so executive order, forbidding the hoarding of gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificates. So by virtue of the authority vested in me by Section 5B of the Act of October 6, 1917, that's the Trading with the Enemy Act, by the way, as amended by Section 2 of the Act of March of March 9, 1933, entitled, an act to provide relief in the existing national emergency in banking and for other purposes in which a mandatory act Congress declare 
that a serious emergency exists. So an act of Congress amended the uh, Trading with the Enemy Act, declaring that a serious emergency exists. And it hasn't been, uh, that hasn't been lifted yet. So Franklin Delano Roosevelt goes on to say, he says, I, Franklin D. Roosevelt, President of the United States of America, do declare that said national emergency emergency still continues to exist. And pursuant pursuant to said section, do hereby prohibit, prohibit the hoarding of gold coin, gold bullion, gold certificates, with the con- with the contentional United States by individuals, partnerships, associations, and corporations, and hereby prescribe the following regulations for carrying out the purpose of this order. So, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was the president of the United States in 1933, declared a national emergency. Well at least continued it, if not declared it. So in effect, as an effect, uh, pursuant to such a declared emergency by the president, no one can hoard or gold, whether, whatever form. No one can hoard it, which means that no one could use it, keep it. They pretty much just told everyone to turn in their gold. Now, we're not talking about how legal and how lawful this is at this point. We're just going to go into the basics of it so we can get a better understanding of what's going on. And then we can go into the, go into the intent. So, Section 1 of the Executive Order 6102. For the purposes of this regulation, the term hoardering, the term term hoarding, H-O-A-R-D-I-N-G, means the following, or means the withdrawal and withholding of gold coin, bullion, and gold certificates from the recognized and customary channels of trade, which is commerce. Trade is commerce. So I read that again, section one. For the purpose of this regulation, the term hoarding means the withdrawal, the withdrawal and withholding of gold coin, bullion, and gold certificates from the recognized and customary channels of trade, which is commerce, as I said before. And the term person means any any individual, partnership, association, or corporation. Now, a prohibited quartering. Now, the President of the United States, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, here and after FDR. The President, FDR, declared a national emergency in 1933 and prohibited the hoarding of gold coin or gold at all, period. So, and hoarding means uh, the withdrawal and withholding of gold coin. That means people couldn't hold gold coin anymore. But the thing about it is, is that, I mean, why else are you holding gold in those in, in that time in the United States? It's because only gold and silver is the lawful way to pay any debts 
Only gold, gold and silver may be tendered as payment for debt. Now, they only removed the gold at this point. So up until about like 1960-something, something about 66, I don't know, silver was used as payment. So you could collect dollars in silver. But they removed that too. And then now after that, there's no metallic or substance in circulation uh, circulating as currency or money. So he took all the gold out of circulation. They prohibited you from withholding gold or withdrawing gold from the system, although that was your right. But again, we're not going to go into necessarily how illegal or illegal it is because there's remedy. Because all, I mean, obviously, if only gold and silver is be used for payment, and they took the gold away from you, they took your method of payment away from you. So how is it that you have all these debts? What are they? They say they tell you point blank, you have to pay, right? They say you owe this much money. Oh, really? How am I going to pay? If they don't give you a remedy, then you don't owe any debt. Now, there is a remedy. They don't tell you that you have a remedy. They got you believing that a Federal Reserve note is, a, is money, but it's not. It was never intended to be money. It's just called money. It's a medium of exchange. That's it. But even gold, gold and silver is a medium of exchange. But gold and silver is authorized as payment. In, in the United States. Federal Reserve notes are not. But since only gold and silver can be used as, as payments in the United States, it's because of that, and they took the gold away from you, they had to give you a remedy, which means that your debts are, are to be discharged. And you can find that in public law, 73-10, Chapter 48. 48, stat 112. So, which says that all your debts are to be discharged upon payment, but then there's more, too. Like you have it, it says in 12 USC. And that's in 31, uh, the title 31. Anyway, let's continue. So, section 2. All persons are hereby required to deliver on or before May 1st, 1933, to a Federal Reserve Bank or branch or agency thereof, or to any member bank of the Federal Reserve System, all gold coin, bullion, and blah, blah, blah. You know, they want the gold. Um, so, and by the way, if you have been with us in, uh, you know, recent uh, um, classes, you may know, but if you should know what a Federal, we talked about what the Federal Reserve System is. And we also talked about what member banks are. See, <clears throat> so, so, um, so, nineteen thirty. Uh, so they um, are hereby required to deliver uh, to a Federal Reserve Bank all gold coin certificates now owned by them, or coming into ownership on or before April twenty third, nineteen thirty three, except the following: A such amount of gold as may be required for legitimate and customary use in industry, profession, or art within a reasonable time, including gold prior to refining in stocks of gold. 
in reasonable amounts for the usual trade uh, for the usual trade requirements um, of owners mining and refining such gold. So, in other words, they're saying that um, the only the only gold that's illegal that you can have is stuff in Nigeria, um, stuff that you use in the industry, like for instance, like in electronics or something like that. That's the only way you can have gold. But if you're having gold as a medium of exchange uh, and, and using it as money, that's illegal. Now, why is it illegal? Now, it's legal, illegal for a legitimate purpose. So this stuff sounds crazy now. Like, oh, my God, they're really turning out money away, those bastards. That's kind of how it sounds right now. Although, even when you get further down, you know, you understand stuff, it's still going to be like, you bastards. But it's going to be, you know what your remedy is. You see what I'm saying? So, um, so no one can pretty much have any gold in their possession, except for, in, for using them as the following. B, gold coins and gold certificates in amount not exceeding $100 belonging to any one person. The gold coin having a recognized special value to collectors of rare and unusual coins. So, yeah. C. Gold coin and bullion earmarked or held in trust for a recognized foreign government or foreign central bank or the Bank of International Settlement. The Bank for International Settlement. So, D. Gold, yeah, license for under, uh, so the gold coin, gold coin and bullion license for other proper transactions, not involving hoarding, including gold coin and bullion imported for re-export or held, uh, or held pending action or application for export licenses. So, three, until otherwise ordered, until otherwise ordered, that's key right there, until otherwise ordered, by any person becoming the owner of any gold coin or gold bullion or gold certificates after April 28, 1933, shall within three days after receipt thereof deliver same in the manner prescribed in Section 2, unless such gold coin, gold bullion, or gold certificates are held in any of the of the purposes specified in paragraph A, B, or C. Section two, or unless such gold coin or gold bullion is held for pur- for purposes specified in paragraph D, or section two, and the person ho- uh, holding it is with respect to such gold coin or bullion a license or applicant for license pending action thereupon. So you, they're saying you got to have a damn license to hold gold, or at least sell gold, I should say. Now, if you buy gold, <clears throat> you know, this, you, know, you can buy gold, but you can't use the actual gold to think. You see what I'm saying? I mean, in the public. Now, I can go to you and buy a bottle of water for you and go, but I cannot go to the corner store 
I cannot go to Walgreens. I cannot go to Walmart. I cannot go to any public venue and public entity that sells things and participates in commerce. I can't go to them and give them gold to pay for something that I bought from them. So let's continue with that being said. Section 4, upon receipt of gold coin, gold bullion, or gold certificates delivered to it in accordance with Section 2 or 3, the Federal Reserve Bank or member bank may pay thereof an equivalent amount of any form of coin or currency uh, coin or issue under the law of the United States. So basically what that said is that if you receive, let's say, for instance, I go to you, I buy something from you personally in your private capacity, I buy something from you, and I pay you in the gold. You have to take that gold and to the Federal Reserve Bank or whatever, or to any of your banks, and pretty much sell it to them. That's what they'll tell you. You're selling it to them. And they give you Federal Reserve notes because you think Federal Reserve notes is money. At least that's how they look at it. They want you to believe that Federal Reserve notes is money. So if I give you gold, you 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 be like that ain't money when it really is. But the thing about it is, is that remember, keep this in mind, keep this at the forefront of your mind, that the United States is under emergency. There is a national emergency, a banking emergency. So the reason why this all takes place is very deep. So, you know, now I don't want to, we, don't, we can't really go into today if I haven't gone into it already anyways. But anyway, let's continue. So section five, member banks, the member banks, the people who are part of the federal, the banks who are part of the federal reserve system such as uh, maybe like uh, Wells Fargo, uh, Chase Manhattan, these banks, they're a part of the Federal Reserve System. They're members. The only way they can participate, the only, the only way a bank can be a bank is if they're a part of the Federal Reserve System. You see? So member banks shall deliver all gold. Now, this is, once they, uh, they get the gold from you, once these Wells Fargo banks or whatever, whatever bank that you have, if you have gold, now this is at that time. Whatever gold that you held at that time, and after you've given it to the member banks, this is what the member banks do to it. If you don't give it to the Federal Reserve Bank themselves. So Section 5, member banks shall deliver all gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificates owned or received by them other than as exempted under the provisions of Section 2 to the Federal Reserve Banks and their respective districts and receive credit or payment thereof, or therefore, I should say. So pretty much when you, this is what happened when we gave our gold away. Once when they passed this executive order saying that we had to turn in all our gold, what happened was is once we turned in our gold, they gave you Federal Reserve notes, which is those dollar bills that you call money. They gave you that in exchange for the gold. And then the bank took the gold and took that to the Federal Reserve Bank. And the Federal Reserve Bank gave that bank, uh, whoever gave it to them, 
credit, and they call it payment, which it is payment because these corporations are debt debtors because the United States is the debtor. That's the whole reason why it's under a constitution. That's what the second constitution was for. The second constitution is the surety for the first constitution. You see what I'm saying? So being a republic in the United States, you know, you got to watch out for that too because they are debtor as well. But the second constitution was passed so they could take on the debt and be the surety. A surety is one who pays the debt for someone else. That's what are called a constitution because the constitutor, look up the definition of a constitutor. It means someone who takes takes up the debt of another. So the constitutor, which is the person or whoever that created the constitution, and now we're here what we're in today, you see. So hopefully this is all making sense. Um, so, so anyways, so member things shall deliver, okay, so this, okay, so section six, the secretary of treasury out of the sum made available to the president by section 501 of the act of March 9th, 1933 will in all proper cases pay the responsible costs in transportation of gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificates delivered to a member bank or Federal Reserve Bank in accordance with Section 2, 3, or 5 hereof, including the cost of insurance, protection, and such other incidental costs as may be necessary upon production of satisfactory evidence of such costs. Voucher form to this purpose may be procured from the Federal Reserve Banks. Voucher, voucher, that's an interesting term, voucher, V-O-U-C-H-E-R. Go look look that up. And, you know, hold on to that definition. So Section 7. In case where the delivery of gold coin, gold bullion, or gold certificates by the owners thereof within the set, within a time set forth above, will involve extraordinary hardship difficulty, the Secretary of Treasury may, in his discretion, extend the time within which such delivery must be made. Okay, let's read that again. Section 7, in case where the delivery of gold coin, gold bullion, or gold certificates by the owners thereof within the time set forth above will involve extraordinary hardship, difficulty. So uh, so when they ask for the gold, just in case the person who's giving the gold away is in hard time or whatever that means at that time, and if they can deliver the gold within the time uh, time frame allowed, I guess. The Secretary, so in that event, the Secretary of Treasury may, in his discretion, extend the time within which the 
within which such delivery must be made. So if at that time, if you couldn't deliver the gold by that date, the treasury would extend time and give you a little, more, a little bit more time to deliver the gold to the United States as a pledge. So applications for such extension must be made in writing under under oath addressed to the Secretary of Treasury and filed with a Federal Reserve Bank. Each each application, so each application must must state the date of which the extension is desired, the amount and location of the gold coin, gold bullion, or gold certificate in respect of which such application is made and the facts showing extension to be necessary. Excuse me. And the, the, uh, okay, where was I? That was a long sentence. So each application must state. So anytime, uh, uh, so I guess you have to apply for a time extension um, for you to turn your goal. So each application must state the date in which the extension is desired. So you have to let them know what what date you had a goal to. The amount and location of the gold coin, gold bullion, and gold certificate in respect of which such application is made and the facts showing the extension to be necessary to avoid extraordinary hardship or difficulty. Okay, either they're saying that they will call hardship or difficulty, or they're saying just in case the person who has the gold uh, may be having hard, hardship and difficulties. I'm not sure. But anyway, Section 8. <clears throat> The Secretary of the Treasury is hereby authorized and empowered to issue such further regulations as he may deem necessary to carry out the purposes of this order and to, the, uh, and to issue licenses thereunder. Licenses, see? They're giving you a license. Through such offices or agencies as he may designate, including licenses permitted, permitting the Federal Reserve Bank and member banks of the Federal Reserve System in return for an equivalent amount of their coin, currency, or credit to deliver, earmark, or hold and trust gold coin or bullion to or for persons showing the need for the same. For any of the purposes specified in paragraph A, C, and D of Section 2 of these regulations. Yeah, I know that was a lot to pick up, and it really wasn't saying that much. All that that was saying is that um, you got to turn your gold in, and if you can't turn your gold in, you can apply for for an extension of time. So all this was saying is that if you if you can turn your gold in, you can apply for an extension of time to turn your gold in. So if you need some more time, and then it goes on to say that um, 
so it says the Secretary of Treasury is hereby authorized and empowered to issue such further regulations as he may deem necessary to carry out the purposes of this order and to issue licenses thereunder. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, you got to have a banking license, the bank and stuff like that. you gotta, you got to be a part of the Federal Reserve System. But here's the thing. Not all the banks are a part of the Federal Reserve System. You see? So, I mean, it's a misconception to believe that all banks are Federal Reserve um, members. However, they do have to still follow follow a federal um, statute. But we're getting to them a little later or another time. So Section 9, whoever willfully, whoever willfully violates any provision of this executive order of, or of these regulations or any rule, regulation, or license issue thereunder may be fined not more than $10,000. Or if a natural person may be in prison not more than 10 years or both. And any officer, director, or agency of any corporation who knowingly participates or participates in any such violation may be punished by a like fine, imprisonment, or both. This order and these regulations may be modified or revoked at any time. And it's signed by Franklin D. Roosevelt from the White House, April 5th, 1933. Now let's go back a little bit a little bit. It says that it says as plain as day, white as rain. This order and these regulations may be modified or revoked at any time. Here's the thing, if they revoke this, they will have to give you your goals back. Which is not going to happen as far as the system is concerned. You see, but I mean, th- that's the thing. So this whole, what we just read was the declaration of an emergency declared by the president. And as a result of that emergency, all gold was taken out of current uh, circulation. Now, this is a declared emergency, Executive Order 6102. But the thing about it is, is that um, the uh, uh, the emergency it can be revoked at any time, and it hasn't been yet. At least I have not seen any evidence for it. So, um, next on the list. And we're gonna we're gonna pause some. I'm not gonna hold everyone uh, too late tonight. We're already be, an hour behind. But I want to get this on the record because this is the second half of this whole understanding of this. Shoot, what is it like the point? Sorry, Ms. Ben. By the way, if you're interested in any classes, services, or any of our projects that we may have here at Temple of Jehudi, 
Um, you can go to www.templeofjehudi at gmail.com. I mean, sorry, <laughs> templeofjehudi.com, pardon me. Or you can email me at templeofjehudi.com. But I advise, if you if you just want to, like, um, ask a, you know, a question or something like that, um, and it, or you just want to give a comment or a shout-out or whatever, you know, or, you know, show some love or something, then you can email me at templeofjehudi at gmail.com. But if you wish to sign up for the classes or for any classes um, that you may have in mind, something that you want to learn or uh, whatever, or you or you want to learn how to understand what money really is to a deeper understanding as far as discharging debt because you can't pay debt and stuff like that. Uh, if you have mortgage issues, mortgages, um, foreclosure problems, um, credit score. I recently had a, a success with my credit score or my credit uh, repair uh, packet. I recently had success with that. <clears throat> Although I still have work to do. I still have work to do, but it's definitely a success. It works. Um, discharging that works. Um, mortgages understanding that, that that works because you can't pay anything. You sign up the promissory note, that was your payment or whatever. But if you're on foreclosure, um, like I say, you could contact me with that too. Um, metaphysics. We haven't really talked about that a lot. Uh, but I'm, we're getting there. Trust me, we are getting there. Uh, however, if you want to have any classes regarding that, if you want to understand the, the ancient sciences, um, if you want to, want to understand, you know, who you are deeper on the spiritual level, if you have any ailments, like any diseases or anything like that, if you want a health class or something, um, you know, then you will want to go to www.templeofjehudi.com and sign up for it. You'll see it at the top of the page. It'll say sign up here. So that means click there, and um, it'll direct you to another page, and then you go from there. Um, we'll get with you within 70, uh, 24 hours. I mean, sorry, 48 to 72 hours based on demand because um, we will review it and stuff like that, you know, and, yeah. So anyway, um, I'm going to get this on the record quickly. This is what I, was, I mentioned earlier, Public Law 73-10, Chapter 48, 48, Stat 112, or in properly, uh, popular, uh, popularly known as, or commonly known as, House Joint Resolution 192. Now, Executive Order 6102 that we just uh, went through, says that all the gold is to be confiscated and you pretty much can't use gold for payment anymore. But according to the Constitution, only gold and silver is the proper use of payment, but you can't use that. That's where House Joint Resolution comes in at, which says that all your debts are to be discharged upon payment. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And after this, we're going to call it.
We're going to call it one for, the, for tonight. So, the statute of statute that yeah, the statute at large of the United States of America from 1933 to June 1934. So this is the whole statute at large, but large, but this is the whole 48, uh, chapter 48, or whatever, or uh, stat 112, or that's really that's the page, or whatever. But, um, so congruent resolutions, recent treaties and conventions, executive proclamations and agreements, 21st Amendment to the Constitution. So the 21st Amendment to the Constitution was established by 73-10. And I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, go do your research. Look, look up the 21st Amendment of the Constitution. So, um, so this is public laws of the United States of America passed by the 73rd Congress, the 73rd Congress, 1933 and 1934. But this is, um, you know, public law is something like the coding is, is really, is really kind of tricky. You know, you have to learn it. Um, like, you know, like when I say public law, 73 as 10, chapter 48, 48, step 112, House Joint Resolution 192, Everything I just said was in, was just a code for a section of of the books of Congress, of library of the Library of Congress. <clears throat> but uh, the Library of Congress is what makes the laws, like these statutes and stuff. Um. So yeah, this is House Joint Resolution One Ninety Two. So let's begin. So resolved by the Senate and the House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled, that A, so this is what was established, so that A, every provision contained in or made with respect to an obligation. So every provision contained in or made with respect to an obligation which purports to give the obligee a right to require payment in gold or a particular kind of coin or currency or in any amount of in money of the United States measured thereby is declared to be against public policy. So every provision contained in or made with respects to an obligation. What is an obligation? Obligation is means that you owe somebody something. If you if you sign a contract with someone, your obligation mean what what your obligation is is whatever you say that you were going to do. That's your obligation. So every provision, the provision which basically is like the conditions of a contract, whatever it is that you said you're going to do and what rules you'll follow or whatever it is. So every provision contained in or made with respect to an obligation which purports to give the obligee 
a right to require payment in gold. So the obligee is the person to whom you contracted with and now you have to perform for. The obligee is the one is the one who is old. O W E D. You are the one that owes. You are the obligor. The obligation means that um, the obligation is whatever it is that you owe. And you become the obligee. No. Um, you become the obligor because you have an obligation to fulfill. And the obligee is whom you say that you, uh, based on the provision, based on the provisions, that what establishes the obligation. And if you agree to the obligation, if you agree to undertake that obligation, you become the obligor. And the obligee is the one that said, again, is the one who you're performing for or that you're owing. Now, the provisions of this particular, now, what are the provisions here? The provision is a right to require payment in gold or a particular kind of coin or currency or in the amount of money of the United States thereby. So that's the provisions of, like, a contract. But check it out. That provision is declared against public policy. So not only... Can a corporation? Now, this, again, this is uh, uh, regarding the corporation. So, not only is it illegal for a corporation to tell you to pay them in gold, it's illegal to tell them for, to pay. It's illegal for them to tell you to pay them in a particular kind of corner currency. Now, what is a particular kind of corner currency. Now, we know what gold is. We obviously know what gold is. Now, you, they can't ask you for that. But they ask you for Federal Reserve notes. They ask you for U.S. dollars. But guess what? That's a particular kind of corner currency. Check it out. Corner currency means... So the term corner currency means the United States, including Federal Reserve notes, and circulating notes of Federal Reserve Banks and National Banking Associations. So they tell you to pay your credit card bill something in U.S. dollars. The U.S. dollar is a Federal Reserve note. And that's a coin of currency. But guess what? Pursuant to Executive Order 6102, all corp- this applies to all the corporations and individuals that are dealing in commerce in the public. The Federal Reserve note is a public currency. Private currency is like the promissory notes and stuff. But that's what creates the public currency, which is the Federal Reserve notes. But we're, that's, we're not going to get into that right now. Let's try to understand the basics. So... All, no corporation can ask for it. Not only, not only is it against public policy for anyone, any corporation, to require payment in gold, not only is that illegal, but it's also illegal 
to ask for a payment in coin or currency, a particular coin or currency. So, for instance, what, they, what, did, what do they mean by a particular coin or currency? That means that it's illegal to ask them for a payment in gold. It's illegal to ask uh, to, for them to ask you for a payment in pesos, rubies, euros. It's illegal for a corporation to ask for any particular type of coin or currency. So when you get your when you look at look at your credit card terms and conditions. At least mine said mine said that you can only pay them in U.S. dollars. What are they doing? What what did that just say about them? They're asking for a particular kind of corner currency. Now they can ask that from your person, which is your strawman. But they can't ask you to pay that. They got to take whatever you give. But in this case, they take the straw man that you but you created, but you as a living flesh and blood man or woman, a woman, you're the one that creates that uh, authorization. Only you can do it. And you use your social to do it. That's why every time that's what happens every time you take a mortgage or a loan out. What I've just read to you tonight is law. I didn't say it, I didn't write it. I'm just regurgitating what was said eighty plus years ago. And it makes sense to you know, to uh, understand it because it's basic. It's saying that no one can ask for a particular type of coin or currency because there's a national emergency. Let's continue. Let's try to get through this. So then it says, and no such provisions shall contain. So no no such provisions shall contain in or made with respect to any obligation thereafter incurred. So no such provisions. What provisions? Demand payment in a particular type of coin or currency or gold. So no such provision shall be contained in or made with respect to any obligation here and after occurred. So every obligation, your oblig- when you get a loan, your obligation is to pay the debt, right? That's your obligation. But you can't pay the debt because they just said that you can't. They restricted you from your ability to pay the debt has been removed. But they did give you something in return. But here's the thing. Check it out. Common sense. You want to take my goal? My goal? Okay. You want to take my money? That's fine. If you take my money, you got to pay all my debts. And that's exactly what they did. That's what they're doing. But it's not as easy as it sounds because we haven't been taught. So it takes a little bit of understanding of how to do it. Because it may not be just it may not be as easy as just saying, Hey, discharge my debt. Although it should be, it may be that easy. Who knows? It depends on the person and how much you know. So anyway, so it's saying that no such provision shall contain in or made with respect to an obligation. 
hearing after occurred. So in respect to an obligation, when they say in when they say no such provisions may made with respect to an obligation, they're saying that whenever you what uh made in respect means that when you take out a loan. And the obligation is you paying back the loan. Or your credit card bill. Or your utilities. So um so that's your obligation. So the provisions is the contract that says that you owe this amount of money. So guess what? That's why you promised to pay. It ends there. Once you promise to pay, boom, it's gone. You don't, you're no longer liable unless you don't do the proper things to make yourself not liable. They're looking at you as the charity instead of someone else who's supposed to be the charity. So anyway, let's continue. So every obligation heretofore or hereafter incurred, whether or not any such provision is contained therein or made with respect thereto, shall be discharged upon payment, dollar for dollar, in any coin of currency at which time a payment is legal tender for public and private debts. Now, it also says down in Federal Reserve Note, it says that it's legal tender, but it discharges the debt. But those things have to come into circulation somehow. It just, just didn't appear. The dollars that you work for don't just come out of thin air, although it does. It has to be authorized by someone in order for it to be in circulation. And <clears throat> the person who authorizes that is the one who promises to pay. That's simple. None more, none less. Although it is a little more, but it surely ain't none less. So any provision, any such provision contained in any law authorizing obligations to be issued by or under the authority of the United States is hereby repealed. But the repeal of such of any such provision shall not invalidate any other provisions or authority contained in such law. So, okay. So, B, as used in this resolution, now this is the terms and definitions, as used in this resolution, the term obligation means and, um, okay, so the term obligation means an obligation including every obligation of the United States accepting currency. Now, it's interesting to understand what is the obligation of the United States. So, any you, so the term obligation uh, means obligation including now, it says including. It, just, it didn't say just obligations of the United States. It's including your obligations as well. 
payable in money of the United States. And the term coin or currency means coin or currency of the United States, including Federal Reserve notes and circulating notes of Federal Reserve banks and National Banking Association. Now, understand, I can take it to the government website that says that this is the official website of the United States and show you exactly where this is. It's the law. It's public policy. It ain't the law. It's public policy. But law is a contract, so. So section two, the last sentence of paragraph one of subsection B of section 43 of the act entitled, an act to relieve the existing national economic emergency by increasing agricultural purchasing power to raise revenue for extraordinary expenses incurred by reason of such emergency, to provide emergency relief with respect to agricultural indebtedness, to provide for the orderly liquidation of joint stock, land banks, land banks, and for other purposes approved May 12, 1933, is amended to read as follows. All coin and currencies of the United States, including Federal Reserve notes and circulating notes of the Federal Reserve banks and National Bank Association, heretofore or hereinafter coined or issued, shall be legal tender for all debts, public and private, public charges, taxes, duties, and dues, except that gold coin, when below the standard weight and limit to tolerance provided by law for the single piece shall be legal tendered only at valuation in proportion to their actual weight. And this was approved June 5th, 1933 at 4.40 p.m. So, yeah, I definitely hope you got an understanding of public law, 73-10. And there's a lot more to this than that. But for the most part, I hope you all had an understanding of, or a a basic understanding that that would spark the thought of wanting to understand, like, what is this nigga saying? Like, what is he saying? Like, he's saying that money exists, and then he says money don't exist. And, like, what is he saying? Like, I, I hope that this is... Uh, you can research this. So, again, once again, if you wish to contact me for any questions, not for class sign-ups, but for questions or comments or concerns, you can uh, you can uh, you can email me or, matter of fact, you can also call and leave a message with your information and everything um, at 708 708 374 8355 708 374 8355 call leave a message your name your number um, and you know whatever issue that you have or question or whatever um, and I'll definitely get back to you 
No problem. Uh, within, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, a distinct time frame. But if you wish to sign up for classes, go to www.templeofjehudi.com and uh, go to the sign-up page. As a, like I said, you'll find the sign-up page. At, um, there'll be like a little box, a little link or whatever, and it'll say sign up here, uh, join now or whatever. So with that being said, um, if there's any questions, I guess I'll open the floor real quick. Hello, any questions? Uh, no questions. Okay, did you enjoy the show? Yes, I did. Okay, that's good enough. <laughs> All right, I'll meet you up now. Okay. So, yeah, with that being said, uh, I really do appreciate it, um, you know, and everyone else is in the chat and stuff like that. Um, yeah, next Friday, sorry for the delay today, but next Friday, same time as usual, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and eventually, like, I'll try to get in a little bit more of health and metaphysics and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, we got a lot of work to do. You know, but eventually, you know, we're going to all reach our, you know, uh, not a destination, but our checkpoint. I'll drop a little metaphysics now. There isn't a destination when you're traveling, when you're going, because right now you're traveling through life, just as the planet is traveling through space. You're at a constant movement. You You are always moving. You are moving with the planet through space. Now, I'm talking about your physical body. Now, you have chosen to experience this particular element uh, or this particular section of the universe. Now, like I was saying, there is no destination. Whatever you you do, there's no destination, but there's checkpoints. Once you reach, reach that destination... Like, oh, I want to fulfill my dream. Like, some, you know, we tend to pick a destination and say that once I get there, I'll have it all. Well, I'll be happy once I do this or once I do that. But, but in reality, once you accomplish what you said that you would have, one or two things, if not both, will happen. Either you will uh, run into another problem or you'll get interested in, interested in starting something new. So there's no destination in all of life. Life is an ongoing process because anything with a destination dies, that means it's terminal. You are not terminal. So whenever... You're just like God. There is no beginning or end to what we call God. And I'm not just limiting it to God. I'm just, just for identification purpose. But that entity that we call God that created everything is a omnipresent, you know, everywhere and stuff like that. Because 
It is everything that you see. That's why God is everywhere. So if we can kind of make the shift from looking at God as this, you know, entity that sits in the sky that looks down and judges people based on, you know, throwing lightning bolts or something at them, if we could change from that perception and understand that God as being within everything and everyone, then we will understand the, the, the we will begin to understand, I mean, the nature of the universe, now it is to function. So since God is within everything, God is God is everything as well. So God has no beginning. God was not created by anyone or anything. God is a it that has always existed. That existence is called life. So you want to meet God, experience. Your experience is meeting the creator. And that has been, that is something that you have been blessed with. Now I want to say blessed, forget that word, but you have been uh, granted with the power to create. Although you couldn't have been created without the power. So, the, um, anyway, but the point is, is that no one created God, so God does not, since God has no beginning, God has no ending. Since God has no ending, God has no beginning. So God is just always there, has always been. So, when you experience this entity called God, or this experience, that is the uh, checkpoint, like, you know, when you're born, that's the checkpoint, and then uh, when you, you accomplish something or whatever, that's another checkpoint, and then you're just reach, reaching checkpoints. But we tend to mistake these checkpoints as destinations. There is no destination. Because once you get to that destination, it's all over, right? That's not living. Be, that, that, that turns people into survival. That's actually, if you want to understand why it is that so many people are dying, why there's so much fear, why there's so much hate, it's because people are surviving because of the fact they believe that, if, that they have to reach a destination. And if they do not reach a destination, it'll be all over. Instead of understanding these, these quote-unquote destinations as checkpoint. Once you get there, you got something else to accomplish. That's the beautiful part of life is that there's always something to do. If you did everything and you become perfect, you ain't got nothing to do and you're going to start dying anyway. Because you fulfilled life's purpose. But you can't fulfill life's purpose because you can't fulfill life. You can fill things with life. You can use life, but you can't fill it. It it's, Life is the substance. It's not something that you, that you have to put something into to create life. No, that's the creation. Life is the, what you create with. 
You see what I'm saying? So anyway, with that being said, um, I hope everyone has a wonderful night. And again, we'll be back here next week, same time. So until then, much peace and love and salutations. Or I think that's the right word. Anyway, everyone, you all have a good night. And thank you for listening. Peace. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.